This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homestale Radio. Potentially you might have heard... Uh, an advert there which means obviously whole radio is now big time but if you didn't um whole radio is sponsored by what's the nearest thing i can see bt vimto lorries lorries lollies ice lolly vimto ice lolly that's what we're sponsored by they were a pound in sainsbury's yesterday lovely i I, had three out of a pack of crisps out of a pack of six on my way home vimto lollies i recommend them yeah, I, I love as you have to say, mate. I've I've done four out of six today. There are just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Chelsea, you not? I oh, mean, they're, uh, they're one pound in Asda as well. I think they're a pound everywhere. Pound for a box of six. Oh, Vimto. Yeah, I, well, um, uh, I, I really don't know. Do you have Vimto in the US at all to drink? Better to try and find out. I'd love to have that. Sounds great. You ask kisses. <laughs> Bye, Vimto. <laughs> 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 For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Good evening and welcome to Homestay Rodeo. We're back. We're back and to start off this evening's spectacular style, I've completely forgotten to write an introduction. However, <laughs> don't worry too much about that. I've still got a... Uh, I know roughly what to do. I've been doing this for years. Uh, listen, we're going to be talking all about all the things that have been happening pre-season, talking about all the transfer uh, news and, well, rumours, shall we call them. And uh, we'll also be just you know, talking about how the new players are settling in and that kind of stuff. And uh, we've got an exciting new feature coming up as well, where you'll be helping us build the ultimate squad, the 25-man squad, the best of all time. Um, you'll be voting to in or bin <laughs> the relevant person we'll be talking about. Um, we asked you earlier in the week about centre-backs and um, I say that's the subject we'll be talking about. Ho- helping me do that today and to sort of tiptoe through our rustiness on this first show back. I've got Alex White. Hello, Alex. Hello, hello, hello. hello. I've got Mr. Jal Holyoke. Hello. Hello. I have Patrick O'Connor. Hello. Hello. And um, we were going to have Albert or potentially Nick, but neither of those are here right now. So they may join us at some point. Probably not Albert. I think he broke his microphone, but there we go. Um, coming up, we've got, uh, like I say, we've got match reviews, forward reviews, um, ultimate squad, and then we'll be sort of uh, teasing what's happening next week. But the first thing we're going to have is news in brief. Yeah. 
Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at Whole Radio. Patrick Bamford joins on loan from Chelsea, and Hiram Boating joins Plymouth Argyle. News in brief. Crystal Palace announced the signing of England on 21 international Patrick Bamford from Chelsea on a season-long loan. 21-year-old arrived from the Blues, having started at Middlesbrough last year, where he scored 17 times in the Championship and named and was named the Television's Player of the Year. The chatter linking Palace with the move for Newcastle's 33-year-old captain Fabrizio Colaccini has reignited this morning with Alan Pardew supposedly on the verge of making a bid for the Argentine defender. Having worked together at Newcastle for four years, the pair know each other well and with Palace on the lookout for a defensive partner to sit next to Scott down at the heart of their defence, the experienced Colaccini is supposedly looked upon by Pardew as a solid short-term option. Crystal Palace midfielder Hiram Boating has joined Plymouth Argyle on loan until January the 2nd, 2016. The 19-year-old prepares for the start of the Sky Bet League 2 season with Pilgrim's boss Derek Adams in what will be a valuable in what will be a valuable period out on loan for the youngster getting game time at that level. Crystal Palace completed their third signing of the summer by bringing in Queen's Park Rangers goalkeeper Alex McCarthy. The former England under-21 international is best known for his time at Reading, where he came through the youth ranks to represent the first team 75 times, as well as appearing for a host of clubs on loan over six levels of English football. And don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news during the week. Visit hltco.org. Why not air your own opinion with the team? Call 0208 1234 and join us live. Wasn't news in brief so much more exciting sounding like that? Right. Guys, what do you think of the new jingles? Are you excited? I like the yes. music. It sounds really good. Yeah. You, when you said that, Patrick, you sounded like someone had a gun to your head. <laughs> no. Well, he, he's in America. Him. That's all right. Um, I really enjoyed them, Chris. They were great. Anyway, anyway, um, listen, we've got a couple of things we, we want to talk about, really. Um, I, I think what I'll do is um, obviously, we've had um, the Cape Town Cup last couple of days and uh, started well. Ended not brilliantly today, but um, so yeah, it was a four nil win in the in the semi final against Supersport. Uh, very comprehensive. Uh, it was all all goals in the first half there. So we'll have a little chat about that in a moment and and who the key figures were in that performance. Uh, then we'll do just some general transfer chat, and then I think we'll talk about the the final of that game um, where Palace lost two nil to Sport in Lisbon. We'll have a chat about that towards the end. Um, we do seem to have um, Nick, who may be joining us later. I'm not sure that that's a good idea or a bad idea. I spent the best part of an hour with, with Nick and Mikey earlier talking about our new feature and arguing about it. So hopefully it'll, de- it'll uh, generate a similar amount of debate later on for yourselves. But there we go. Um, okay, so look, let's, let's start with um, discussion about that the, the 4-0 win, if I take us back to, uh, what was it, Friday? It's hard to remember now. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, it was Friday, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, we did win four uh, nil. It was, as I mentioned, all the goals coming in the in the first half. There, uh, it was um, Scott Dan headed in, and Jedi sort of got what I think was the final touch. I'm pretty sure he touched it for the first goal. Uh, Chong Yong Lee, sort of really good finish after an interception out what from wide left, sort of drilled it in with his right foot into the bottom corner. Third goal, probably the pick of the bunch, was uh, Jordan Much running all the way down the right wing. 
cutting inside and then sort of chipping the keeper. With a very, very tidy finish. And then quite late on, uh, Punchin had a, a shot blocked and it just sort of fell to the feet of Fraser Campbell, who tucked it in quite, quite, in quite clinical fashion. And that was, yep, I say it took us up to half time. And then I suppose a, a combination of Supersport being a bit better and um, Palace taking their foot off the gas meant there was no goals in the second half. But a very, very comfortable win. So, chaps, let's, let's have a little chat about um, one, of the, one of the key things in that game is um, the goalkeeper position, Wayne Hennessy being put in there. And obviously, we've, now we know we've, we've signed Alex McCarthy. Um, you know, Spironi's played played one game pre-season. Um, but it, a lot of people surprised to see Hennessy starting with the rumours of him going to, to West Brom and joining Tony Pulis once more. Um, well, first of all, Patrick, do you think there's merit in playing a keeper even if he is leaving? Or do you think this is a sign he's staying around? I think there's definite merit in it. Um, I don't think really we had a chance to see Hennessy play a lot last year. I don't think Cody wants to sell him off until he really has a good feel for him. So I think pre-season is just exactly a good idea for that. You know, let him play against his type of side. You know, he played against Julian Berlin and they uh, played against Supersport and just see how he is. And, um, you know, he did okay. I mean, I thought it might have been a fourth one of the goals on um, against Julian Berlin, but, you know, maybe yeah. not the other one. But, I mean, I, I think it's a good idea. And then today we've got to see McCarthy play. So there's no point in putting Jules, for, for me anyway, in there. Because for me, he's the number one keeper, barring injury. So I think getting it given for uh, you know Hennessy a chance and obviously today McCarthy is a very good idea on uh, on Pardew's part. And then again, if you want to sell him off, you can sell him off. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll definitely have a chat about McCarthy a little bit later on. Um, Alex, bring you in on this one. Do you think Hennessy actually has a future at Palace? Not after the McCarthy signing, I don't think. Um, it, it's 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 tough, isn't it? I think the links have been very strong in terms of in terms of West Brom, but I I think it could be anywhere. I think. Pardew's obviously seen enough to, to kind of make that judgment by signing somebody like McCarthy. But again, it's one of those things when you're in the Premier League, if you've got a chance to kind of improve yourself, you, you just do it. And then that opportunity came up with a release clause for McCarthy. So so they went in and did it. But but who knows, you know, how, how long how much longer has, has Sproni got left? I think ultimately that, that Hennessy's not going to want to be a number two to McCarthy. But if Sproni's only got one year left in him, then he's number two for McCarthy. So we'll see. But I, I can't see him having much of a future anymore. No, that's a good point. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you agree with this, Joe, but um, I, I, McCarthy is, for me, is Baroni's replacement. I think Hennessy will go as well, but I think you know McCarthy's come in to, to make that transition to being number one. Okay. I, I'm just a little bit confused on, you know, it seems like another, another midfielder situation. All of a sudden we've got more goalkeepers than we, you know, more first-team goalkeepers than we need. Um, to be honest with you, you know, if, if, it's, a, if it's a case of, we're getting rid of him. Just get, just bin him, you know. Get, get him in our new little thingy, and we bin him. <laughs> our new little gun. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it, if Jules has got one more one more season, then then fair enough. But I, 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 risk of upsetting people in the first show, you know. <laughs> That's what you're here for. <laughs> okay, well, I'd, exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd be playing a new goalkeeper. Maybe you know, it'd be like bringing Kabai in, isn't it? And going, yeah, well, you know, first season, have a little sit on the bench for thirty <laughs> games, and and then we might, you know, we just got we got to buy these. We're buying these players. You got to play them. Mm. Um, I, I I didn't see the problem with Hennessy. I really didn't. I thought, you know, he looked he looked very good to me. Didn't see him make any mistakes. I saw him a couple of you know a few times live. Um, I don't know. I'm very 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 strange. Very strange. It's a fair point. Him for, what did we pay for him? 
Uh, Hennessy, well, it was rumoured to be up to three million, but I imagine with add-ons. So, well, let's say we've paid two. You know, um, Um, I hope we get our money back. Okay, uh, Nick, you can come in on this, and we'll we'll get Alex involved. Nick, hello, yeah, there you are. All right, yeah, yeah, I am yourself. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Good, I'm glad. Uh, My missus is flicking V's at me as we speak. Oh, okay. Well, that's appropriate. I'm doing doing the same thing. Yeah, you always do. <laughs> I'm just your whipping boy. Come on, yeah. what do you want? You said oh, you said you wanted to speak, and now now you're just yes, <laughs> yes. You were talking about um, Alex. I just wanted to um, counter Alex saying, "Oh, well, how much longer has Baroni got left in him?" Well, how old was Peter Shilton, Joe, when he was still playing for England? It's so different, though. Yeah, I was just going to say Peter Shilton was a a, a, like a bit of a worldie, really. Jules isn't a world class goalkeeper. Oh, no, I've done it again, haven't oh, I? I've seen oh. people again. Yeah, but, you know, Goldie's to grow up a lot longer than regular players do, lad. So I think that the fact that Jules is whatever, I think he can be, be here two or three more years. I don't, I don't think you get rid of Goldie as quickly as you get rid of regular players. You just don't. Yeah, but the thing is, the, the, the evolution of the goalkeeper is being six foot six to six foot eight. And that's, cool. we've, just gone and bought, we've just gone and bought two goalkeepers that make him make Jules look like, like he's a little kid. But you have to think about it as well. Lots of the goalkeepers that have gone on to play a long time will take like Brad Friedel, he's like 40-something, but he, he was never reliant on the things that Sproni's reliant. Sproni's reliant on his agility and speed and getting into the top corners. Brad Friedel takes up the whole bloody goal. So right. it doesn't matter if he's 43, you know, he's still an absolute giant. I think that's the difference. Sproni is starting to lose that springiness. He's not as sharp as he potentially was. He's still a Premier League goalkeeper. But that sharpness goes with age where that height and presence doesn't. But going, well, going back to what Joel said, Chilton was not a big keeper. So, I mean, so. But I just think it's a different was... era now, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean it wasn't you, that long ago. But you, you, I mean, you, you, right. you can say that, though, but, but then on the, on the, I can count, you know, counter at my, my actual my other statement and say that I thought Jules has probably had his best two seasons. Yeah, so he is. I think he's actually got better, and he, as a goalkeeper, he's evolved. But what we don't want to do is for him to have an absolute shocker of half a season. And put us in trouble. I agree. No, I. So I, you know, I, I there is a there's a there's a role. You can with... say that about any player, though, Joe, can't you? Mm, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, you know, there are there are pivotal positions. I know every every position is is sort of pivotal, but a goalkeeper, you know, it's it, I, I would imagine he's he's got to be the first name on the sheet, and he's someone that you just instill. You know, you're instilling every every piece of confidence to come and do more than 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 other players in a, a positional. You know, he has the, he has the, the the a goalkeeper has the has the chance to to almost dictate a game. If he wants to hoof it and just give the ball back to, to the opposition, then he'll do that. But if he wants to play it out wide and bring other players into the game, then he has the, he has he can dictate the game. You know, to, for me, Jules two years ago was hoofing it, and then last year he was sort of half and half, but. Hennessy seemed to want to distribute. You know, when he got the ball, he just wanted to distribute it to the defenders. He looked, he looked far more, far more. Sproni, Sproni was trying to hoof it, but he just can't get the ball past the halfway line. So everyone thinks it's a thing that he's doing on purpose. Bless him. Oh. <laughs> can I? Can I? Might I interject, gentlemen? <laughs> um, 
Taking you back to what you're saying, Patrick and Joe, you're both saying that you think Spironi's had the best couple of years he's had. It's very interesting comments because I, I kind of agree with that. And I know Spironi said it himself, but you know, you go around the forums and what have you, there's a lot of people talking about Spironi losing his touch. And, and Alex mentioned he's losing his springiness. I'm really glad he brought that adjective back to the, uh, to the show. Used that last year as well. So, I mean, we're going to do, we'll be keeping an eye on the springiness of Spironi throughout the course of the season, definitely. But um, I, I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But I also, the point you're making about distribution gel is a great one. And that is a real strength for Hennessy. And if I take us to, to looking at McCarthy, that's, you know, that's actually McCarthy's weakness, really, particularly if you, if you look at how he performed in the, in the game today. Um, you know, distribution wasn't great. But, um, you know, but, I mean, I'm sure that will come, especially as he gets to know his teammates and get his direction and what have you. But certainly it's a, it's a proper strength of Hennessy. And I'm... But Hennessy's you know. a year in front of him. That's that. That's my main thing. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why all of a sudden we're almost at a keeper that was settled. He, you know, he's come from from number two to potentially number one, and now we're oofing him out in the club. And in, well, it's a very yeah, important. But somebody like McCarthy is so highly rated. That's the thing. You know, the bloke. Well, so is Hennessy. Yeah, but not not to the not to the, the standard of McCarthy. McCarthy's that been, yeah, number in, two. Yeah, but when you have got Rob Green, it's it's like Hennessy being number oh, two for us. Why don't we buy Rob Green? He's uh, he's not exactly one for the future, is he, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I think space is really. In <laughs> we've gone and bought QPR's number two. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be awkward for the sake of it. We're not going to buy their number well, one goalkeeper. No, that that's a that's a fair point. But obviously, there's a reason for that. The scouting's been done. You know, we've they, we haven't had a great look at Hennessy, but you can be absolutely certain everyone at the club. Has had a great, as a good, real good look at Hennessy. You know, he's performed for Wales. It, for, for us, I can understand why. You know, us as fans, we look at it and we're a bit mystified about it. You know, we're thinking if someone's going to take it over from Speroni, but maybe, just maybe, Wayne Hennessy doesn't want to stay around and, so and he play plays, second fiddle. So he plays internationally for the tenth best team in the world. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, and he plays in the Premier League, and another Premier League team roughly on the same level as us want him, but he ain't good enough for us. There I, we I'm go. Good, That's. There you go. See, that's the thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's got international experience, first-class international experience, Premier League experience, but ain't good enough for us. Anyway. But then, you, but then, could all, then, you could, then Joe, just to play a little bit of devil's advocate before I let Patrick speak, um, you could also say when we bought him, he was Wolves' third-choice goalkeeper. So, you know. And it's last in League One. Last year, the bloody reserves, and he's, he's worth about 50 squillion quid now. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't for him so don't you, you evolve you know so. yeah it don't, it don't always follow com- the logic exactly but I know what you're saying Patrick well two things um, the Hennessy issue the thing about Hennessy is that you know what we're also on the up right now um, and you know with Bale playing so well I mean that country as a whole is on the up now you know and, and good fair play to them so that's why Hennessy for me is in a shop window as far as everybody loves him because he's playing for a team that you know has Gareth Bale in the side and, and they're, they're you know doing really well Going back to distribution we talked about before, I think if you watch away the game today especially, we're not looking to play the ball long anymore at all. We're looking to play the ball through the fullbacks. I've noticed today, we didn't kick one ball out except for one person, Delaney. Everyone else, Soiree, Ward, and Dan, are all looking to play the ball out the back. Kabai would drop back, play the ball back to Dan, play the ball out wide. So distribution is, is a big deal, gentlemen, but I don't think it's a big deal as it was in the past. I think Pardy wants to play the ball a lot more out through the fullbacks and the centre-backs more. So I think that's not going to be as big of an issue as it was with Baroni's lack of being able to Now, I do think um, that's a very good point, and the way we're playing clearly is heading that direction. But I do think it's a bit of a, it's a dangerous situation. You saw it with, um, you know, when Holloway tried to, to make us 
change and we, we were awful. Um, obviously, it's a much more talented squad now and we've, wow. we've had a bit of time to adjust, but that's, it's a dangerous transition, but I'm, I'm pretty confident. There's a big difference between Ian Holloway and Alan Pardew, though, Chris. <laughs> there is, yeah. Mm. yeah <laughs> um, I'm just reading something that you said there, Alex, and realised that because I'm talking, it's, it's well, basically, I'll be silent if I see her and read it. Can we have a quick whip round to get some more dimes for Patrick's internet connection? <laughs> yeah, we are we are going to have to sort you out, Patrick. I think, yeah, but never what? mind. What? You're, you're in the most developed country in the world. What's the, what's the problem? You can't you hear sound me. Like, I think you it's sound your mic, Patrick. Yeah, you sound mic, like yeah, mic. You sound I'm like going to change it. I'll be right back. All right. Oh, cool. Now. All right. Okay. This is what this is what the chat room's for. You see, we can sort out technical issues on air. They report to us live. Wholeradio.net slash chat. Yeah. Oh, well, well, well plugged then, Nick. I didn't do any of the plugging for the contact at the because I didn't write my. Have we mentioned Vimto yet? <laughs> no mention of Vimto yet, but that will happen. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a there'll be a mid show break to talk about Vimto and how wonderful it is. I could do it some Vimto now. I'm very thirsty. I didn't make a drink before the show. Mmm, Vimto. Bye, Vimto. Have you ever had a V and V, Chris? V and V vodka and Vimto. No, do you know. I, I, I used to have that when I was trying to ease myself of vodka and Red Bull. Vodka yeah. close the kind of close this uh, soft drink thing for it, so it was good. It's a shameless plugs. Yeah, absolutely. We're not getting any money from Vimto. We should do. I've said Vimto about fifteen thousand times over the last two podcasts. Um, I do. I do like a cheeky Vimto as well. You know, that's two glasses of port mixed with blue WKD. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving swiftly on. So obviously, yeah. I mean, we got look, we got very deep into the the discussion about the goalkeeper there, and, and I. I do think, like I say, I do think the end of this will see Wayne Hennessy leave the club uh, in search of first team football. I'm not sure whether we'll get that at West Brom. To be honest, you think about the fact they got Myhill and, and Foster, although Foster's injured, isn't he? Yeah, but. it all started because Myhill turned down a new contract, um, and Foster was obviously out till kind of Christmas. That's why it all started. But obviously, Myhill's done a U-turn now and said he wants to stay. So maybe the deal's not there anymore. Maybe, maybe, but you can't. I don't think you'd be keeping those three keepers happy. All season, I really don't. Plus the fact we signed an under twenty-one keeper as well. Um, okay, look, yeah, I mean, look, that, that's that's the, the first uh, choice against SuperSport was uh, was Hennessy and goal. The back four was uh, Kelly, Dan, Hangland, and Soiree. We talked um, on our little uh, warm-up show the other week about um, how great it was that Hangland's hanging around and um, you know adding a bit of experience there. Um, Soiree's one I do want to talk about in a bit of detail now, if I may. Um, pre-season has seen him. A bit more of the same, really. Looked very good, sort of, with the ball at his feet, heading forwards uh, on the attack. And some apps, he's just a superb crosser of a football. We've really got to take more advantage of that. But I have to say, I'm still a little worried about when he's put under pressure. He, he just doesn't look like he, he looks like a, a defender you can panic when they're on the ball. And, and that worries me a little bit, you know, with his, you know, f- sort of facing his own goal, chasing back, you know, with a, with a, with a defend, sorry, with an attacker on his back. It's a bit. It just sends a little bit. Sends me a little bit nervous of, of, of how he is. Do you think we're still in the market for a left back, Nick? I think Suarez fits the bill for me. I I like him. I love him to bits. He was coming good at the end of last season, and uh, I just think <laughs> I think he looks. I think he looks great in the kit, and I, I, I just think he adds that dimension going forwards that that will mean that we won't miss Balassi as much if he goes to Tottenham. What? That's what mm, I think. That's that's right. That's another thing altogether. I think. But um, sorry, but they're they're interlinked. I had to say it. Like, that's how much I rate him. 
Yeah. I, d- I don't know. We've got I'm... Kelly, you can slot in there. and we've, we've got Kelly as a utility defender, haven't we? We have, but I, I, he was good at left-back as well last season. Really good, Martin Kelly. Um, probably better than he ever performed at right-back, weirdly. Mm. Uh, but he looked really, really good. And But I... Again, I see him as, but I just see him as filling in there, and I, I, I worry that, I worry we don't have enough depth in that position. I, and there was a rumor, there was a rumor in, you know, at the end of last season and start of this, that we might be looking, you know, for a short-term deal for Ashley Cole if he wanted to come back into the Premier League. You know, that I have to say that really did appeal to me. I hate, hate saying it, because it's sort of like it's that thing, isn't it, of chasing a. You know, an ex-England international past their best will be on big money. But you love that sort of thing, don't you, Joe? I do. I'm sure I suggested that. Yeah, you probably yeah, did. Yeah. No, I did. I, I know I did. Um, but I think he was too much money. 57,000 quid a week, I think he was getting um, in Italy. So And the rest. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not what I heard. I was getting 57,000 sterling. About, about 75,000 euros. But anyways, it, it, it's... Uh, He's, you know, he's, he's doing really well over there, but we, you know, like so, on, onwards and upwards with what we got. I think he's, um, if he tries to, to to recycle the ball too much, I think he looks like a panicker. Yeah. Um, but if he if he acts more positive, like he did probably for the last eight to ten games of the season, and like he did in parts of it today, I think he can be fantastic for us. He definitely provides more of an option of uh, of crossing and overlapping. Um, but then that would mean he would be overlapping with Yannick, and him Yannick won't be doing what we want him to do. So that that yeah. leads you on sort of, you know, just <laughs> but off always, quickly. Under Pardew, under Pardew, Wilf always started on the same side as Suarez, which was something I I kind of picked up on, kind of at the, at the, when yeah. when he first came in. Yeah, because I yeah, thought he did, yeah, I he thought he would Spurs players on their asses, didn't he? Do you remember? Because I I thought he would put Suarez and Balassi on the same side because they're they both French speakers, things like that, and and he didn't. He had he put Zaha there every single time, and obviously they they switched around not as much as they did on the Warnock, but they did switch around. Um, Unless he can't speak French, <laughs> he can. So can Wilf. No, I'm man. joking. Um, really? But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've I've really changed my tune on Suarez. I, th- I think he's going to have a really really good season for us. And I know I know there's that kind of worried you know, people are worried about defensively, but. At the end of the day, in the Premier League, it's more about going forward for a full-back than a defending. And I know that sounds bad, but the standard of football in the Premier League often allows that most of the best full-backs in the, in the Premier League are better going forward. You know, Leighton Baines couldn't put a tackle in if he tried, but he scores goals and gets assists. And now we're what, supposedly the best left-back in England. So, for me, it's very much, I think he's going to have a very important important season but I know I saw Patrick just put in here about Christian Scales he's been highly rated no uh, Jerome Williams is rated at left back as well um, you know yeah, potentially it'd be nice to see as uh, I bring a kid in potentially if, if, if we need one again we've got that that cover of Kelly Ward can always fill in at left back as much as we hate it but he can do it so I don't think necessarily it should be one of our biggest priorities but again if like you said there if a deal for something like Ashley Cole could come up if you can certainly upgrade on what you've got we're in a position in the Premier League where we've got a bit of money and we should do it. If whether we can upgrade, we've got to do it. Okay, I, I can see the definitely. Yeah, uh, it's a good, it's a good way of summing it up, Alex. I think I, for me, it would just be a, a short period of time for someone like if Ashley Cole was available. I think he'd be absolutely ideal just to just to shore things up. But there is one thing about Suarez that I really, really like, and it's, it's that he's got genuine pace. And you look at our backline; that is that's something that that's where we've got a weakness. Um, you know, we got caught on the break today, funnily enough, um, in 
quite a, a frustrating way and a lack of pace was really really showing up there you know with us trying to certainly if we're trying to chase a game you know I, you, you do need a defender who can get back and cover unfortunately he's quite likely to be right most of the way up the pitch so it doesn't doesn't really give us that cover but I, I say we do need pace in the defense and he does have it and I do like that bit about him um sorry Patrick you did want to want to say something in that and then I'll, I'll come to the chat room for for Nick yeah, just as far as a backup um, for Huawei, uh, I kind of like this Christian Scales kid. I know he's very young, he's only 18, got him from Norwich last year, but I watched a lot of it. I watched the, the, the second half a couple of times from uh, Friday, and uh, he gets forward really well. He's obviously naturally left-footed. He's a very aggressive uh, kid. He's tough. And I, and I know you were saying before about, you know, we don't really give kids a chance, but I think there's a possibility that either him or Kai Guy could get a chance this year because... Um, you know, last year we bought, I guess it was Gray came over to America, it was Boateng and um, Williams came over. None of the three of them even got a, a look in last year. So mm. I'm really hoping that the fact that he bought Scales over, which is a surprise to everybody that he was even in the squad, and Kaika, I think also looks very good in, in that first match. So one of them might get a chance this year because I think that um, they can add something to, you know, to what we already have. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and Kaika, you mentioned, you know, got specific uh, praise from, from right. Harju. Um, I think he's... I think that little spell at Cambridge last year has given him a real boost, um, and yeah, he looks he looks seriously impressive. Alex, you've just reminded me of someone we haven't even talked about at left back. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Why are we talking about Suarez as our our first choice left back? We've got Zeki Fryers. It's you know that it's a no brainer for me. Neil Warnock knew exactly what he was doing. Kevin Doyle and and Zeki Fryers uh, in the same window. But let's not talk about Doyle Murray situation because uh, we'll there be here go. all night. Here we go. Yeah, we're not crashing at its best. <laughs> Look, we um, I th- I think we you know we, we've the the inference with with Zeki Fries is that he's not impressed, but the fact that he's not even featured in the the you know the Palace Eleven or the Under Twenty One Development Games friend you know the friendless. Did he get a squad number? I, I he did. That's the thing. He's got a squad number. I noticed him in the list. Um, so I don't know whether he's got an injury or something, but oh, he's I just crap, or, or he's just done a Jimmy Kebbe, you know. Um, just because I mentioned Kev Bay, obviously the Talksport interview with Steve Parrish was not that long ago. Uh, did you all hear his comments on Jimmy Kev Bay? Yeah, he was the best. I mean, the worst signing ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, pretty pretty revealing in terms of his. They asked what what happened with Jimmy Kev Bay, and the answer is I don't think he fancied it. <laughs> you know. Um, and again, I remember people saying at the time, like everyone's like, "Oh, is he injured?" And it's like, mm, "No, I think he's playing poker somewhere." That was the <laughs> suggestion. He's trying to be a professional <laughs> poker player, and effectively, you know, we're still probably still paying the guy. You know, no, there we go. No, he made it clear we are still paying him. Yeah, all right, yeah. Release, release means that basically we're going to pay him for like the next like, about four or five years. So. Yeah. It must be nice to not fancy it as a professional football player. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just take the money and not run. But um, <laughs> like, that. that that was a better joke than anyone other than Patrick gave me credit for. That was very good. I like that one. I hate you all. <laughs> uh, sorry, Nick. In you've the got chat room, uh, Chris. Yeah. yeah. In the chat room, Chris. Um, yeah, Zeki Fryers was put forward by um, one of the users in the chat room, but it's uh, it's it's gone out of screen. Uh, Dweaver said that Fryers like Hunt are really out of the picture these days. Their time has come and gone. Um, King B says he keeps forgetting that Fryers is at the club. Yeah. Um, John, John, the program seller, uh, came up with an interesting thing about the, the left and right backs today in today's game. Um, we were exposed because because we had attacking full backs. So we were left exposed yeah. a bit. 
on that um, thing, I'll just I'll just jump in there. You can carry on with the chat in a bit. I think it's a really good point to talk about. I, I think that that is it's, a, it's true what, what John said there. Both the, you know both full books were exposed a bit, but we had no width because we weren't playing our proper wingers, and they and part of. Yeah. You know, although that affected us going forward, it also affected us defending because you didn't have that. You know, there was they weren't the two with their natural. You know, then Wilf and, and and Yannick, their strength isn't covering back, but they do a reasonable job of it. And, and Wilf in particular has improved massively on that. And I think that that exposed the, the them just as much as the fact that they were getting forward. Um, and I think it was telling today that that we we looked a little bit. You know, we found it hard to create proper chances um, without without Yannick and, and Wilf. I thought. And I think we had that problem with uh, with Punch once again. That you know, when he was on the ball, it was fine. But you know, he was slowing the game down on the right hand side. So, uh, you know, that's, that's yeah, that's pretty much pretty much where I saw that. Um, rest rest of the comments there, um, Alex. You can read comments in the chat room as well. I'm sorry, I didn't realise you were there as well. That's right. No worries. There's not much to talk about, really. Oh, sorry. That no, is no, I think. No, I think uh, I think I think Nick covered it pretty much. It's just an oh. abuse of um, of Zeki Fryers. There's not much abuse of Neil um, Warnock, so I'm actually just going to start with some abuse for Neil Warnock on it. All right, good stuff. Let us know how that gets on. Joe's uh, not talking about the game much, according to Lions Five Fifty. That may be because he was too busy watching the athletics. Yeah, that figures. But Dweeb said he's probably eating his dinner. No, um, actually, he's containing with cat excrement at the yeah. moment, excrement at the moment. That's all our messages are all about. Gel having to endure the smell of his cat. No, I, well, I, I'm out in the kitchen and I've I, I got my laptop on my on, the, on one of the worktops. But mm. Jinx's litter tray's underneath, and I didn't realise he snuck past me. He's parked a curly in there and then ran off. <laughs> and it's just it, it smells like a human's come in and just dumped somewhere in my house. It's That's awful. um. I'm sorry. Can I can I thank you for sh- thank you for sharing? It's so so nice. Um, so more, listen, we've, t- we've talked cat related tales next week. Yeah, tales. Yeah, very good. Um, soiree we've talked about, um, but let, let, look, we you know I've tried to talk, bring up the negatives, but it's great that everyone's feeling a bit more positive about him. You know, again, you look up and down the forums, he's someone who who does sort of cop a bit of stick here and there. Um, but I think a lot more people are sort of warming to the idea of him on the left-hand side, and he's certainly going to get an opportunity if we don't make any other sort of signings in that area to really establish himself. And it's literally, you know, I, I can't. Oh, there's, there's no doubt that he will will improve and will be better this season than he was last season. Um, like I say, I, I agree. You know, myself and Joe were both sort of said the same point really that he does look like he's a little bit panicky in possession. So the key thing there is to make sure there's support around him when he's in possession of the ball, you know, make sure he's got at least a couple of options. And I'm sure with, with Kabai being in the team as well, he will be offering himself for the ball a lot more than, you know, should we say, a, you know, a Jednak or a Ledley in that midfield there, you know, they've got an engine, they get up and down, but you know, Kabai is going to be, the playmaker in there, pretty you can pretty be certain, much be certain of that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Chong Yong Lee, uh, particularly in the the game against Supersport, but also you know again in, in the little spells he played today, he um, he looks to be one who's really like, going to sort of, you know really starting to make a name for himself in the Palace team. Um, we've not we've not gone out there with Yannick and Wilf on the wings, so we've we've had to sort of play him out there, and I think he looks. Like a really, really good player. Um, got Joe. I'll bring you in on this. You want to say something about today's game? But first, you you saw the game today. Lee played a little bit of a spell in that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on him and whether he's going to be playing sort of week in, week out? I don't think he'll be playing week in, week out. But then obviously that depends whether Yannick's still with us. But, but we need to we need to um, 
put a point, you know, across this point that the panic and the and the and the, the mentalists that came out after today's result. But firstly, it's a friendly, and secondly, we had like we didn't have a completely full team out there. I think Hangerland will pay will, will will play more this season than he did last season. We didn't have Wilf. We didn't have uh, Yannick. It's just we've got a couple of players that have only been one's been with the club five days. One's been with the club two less than two, you know two weeks. It's it's like we just all oh, these plastics I, get, just frustrate the I life was, out of um, me. We've, I was you know, watching a Portuguese stream. Um, Portuguese commentary, so I didn't really understand much. But where it had the, uh, the the team names and the scores at the top left corner, underneath, and I, I translated from the Portuguese, it said practice match, and that's what it was. Don't don't get the ump over a practice match. Exactly. It, I, I, I'll be honest, completely honest with you. I have not even bothered to look at uh, any comments about the game. I, I, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter, getting some sort of general sort of the feelings towards today and the general feeling of pre-season. Um, and you're right, the number of sensible people talking about the game the right way, it was ma- massively outnumbered by those overreacting. But I, can't, I just can't be bothered to engage with those comments. You know, I, you know Alan, Alan Pardew said... It's a to- yeah, it's, look, Alan Pardew said it's a tournament we wanted to win, blah, 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 blah. And I suppose there's a point in, to, to answer there that, you know, we did go out to win that game, but... I think you look at it, first of all, that standard of opposition, right? Sport in Lisbon, the idea a couple of years ago of us competing so well against a team of that level of quality (laughs) was just ridiculous. There's no way way you'd have gone into that thinking, oh, we're going to beat them. But we looked very, very good against them. Um, And like you say, with, with a team that isn't even, you know, that's the first 90 minutes quite a lot of those players had played. You know, the ones that did the full 90. And some of them haven't even done a full 90 in pre-season. It's ridiculously early on. We've had a training camp in Germany, which by all accounts didn't go particularly well. But we've had a, they've had a really good time out in South Africa, trained really well. And, you know, Pardew's very, very happy with the, you know, with the game. He was very happy with the game today. Didn't like losing, never does. But, you know, the, the day we start getting irate, like there's people judging, like we'll be talking about how players played, yeah? But we won't be judging how they're going to fit in throughout the course of a season, whether they're going to be success, success or failure on the, the, on the game today. It's a pre-season friendly. You know, the other week, Chelsea went and lost something like, was it 4-2 or something to New York Red Bulls, Red Bulls. or something? And let me tell you something, mm. that was the youth team they lost to, because I know those kids on that team. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's pretty much a score lottery sometimes in pre-season. You know, every now and then you'll go and thump someone, but Supersport, who we played two years ago, beat Man City 2-0. Uh, in a pre-season friendly. So, it's uh, we beat them 4-0. Does that mean we're six goals better than Man City? No, it doesn't. You just can't apply that ridiculous level of thinking to a pre-season friendly. So, I'm, I, you know, I'm not saying we can't... We're, we're one goal better than Man City. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying... No, what? <laughs> anyway, I'm not saying we, we can't... We beat them as well, didn't we? 2-1, we're one oh, goal yeah, better that's, than them. That's true. Yeah, we are. All right, thanks, Nick. <laughs> oh, just, 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 something, just something off of uh, Twitter and... Uh, yeah. Ginger Nut CPFC, um, he, he said, uh, Chungi, player of the year next season. Uh, you watch out. Wow. I, well, I admire the confidence. I, you, know, I, you know, if it happens, it happens. I don't think it, it will happen, but I'm genuinely uh, very, very impressed by him. And I think I think he's going to be a real threat out wide if, if, one, if someone loses form. Like you say, there's lots of talk today about Balassi going. It may happen. It may not happen. I, I'm not so sure. I don't think he'll go anywhere. I don't think anyone will pay the, the money that's required to get, to get him to go. I think he'd be quite happy to leave to a, 
to a bit sort of top six maybe team, something like that. I think he'd be fine with that, but I don't see him going. Uh, but I do think that um, in terms of you know in terms of pressure, if they lose form, I, I think you know Lee's going to be there and waiting. And um, you know I I don't know. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't say he's going to be player of the year, but I certainly think he's going to have a huge impact. Uh, a couple of me's coming in here. Nick first. No, me. I didn't me, but um, <laughs> I do Brinsker League saying we were only saying it was a practice match because we lost. Absolutely. In the chat room, whole radio, whole radio.net slash chat. Uh, John, program seller again in there said, um, we're looking far too much into a friendly game. It's all about fitness, experimenting with positions, Win or lose, the result is immaterial. Again, to sort of jump into that, um, I, I don't necessarily agree. I do believe that you can talk about the game and what happened in it. I mean, we are, obviously. But I do, I do think you can look at how the game panned out, and there's a certain amount you can tell from a You know, you can tell, for example, that um, Kabai is still trying to find his feet with the team. You can tell that, um, you know, Bamford needs more game time before we can make any kind of a judgment there. You can see certain players are working quite well together. You can see, a, you know, a, 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 how the back four is basically going to settle. Um, you're not, you know, you, you can see a few things and you can say today that, you know, we were disappointing in spells. We didn't create enough. You can say that's a fair criticism, but being critical doesn't mean overreacting to the, to a friendly defeat. And I certainly don't agree with the point that you say, Oh, it's only a practice match when you lose. And, you know, celebrate a victory like mad. I, I, you know, if we'd, if we'd won today, I still would have said the same thing. It's a friendly, it's a friendly tournament. Doesn't, you know, you don't want to read too much into it. You know, you could have been talking about how, I don't know what preparations have been like for sport in Lisbon and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Just to clarify, that wasn't me that said that. That was Brinsk illegal. All right. Uh, Jill. Didn't look that friendly. We were just kicking lumps out of, uh, out of Gal for the whole of the first half. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about uh, Gale because I don't have to really. Just um, uh, Parrish said he wasn't for sale, which is fantastic news. Um, Jordan Much thought he was really good today. Yeah, bang um, on. looks like he's finding his feet. Um, to, to use a phrase that you just did, um, I'm quite excited by having him being able to, to come back in. He, he, I think I think the, the club have turned around and said that. A lot of his, uh, a lot of his issues or, or, or issues that he may have might be just confidence issues. Um, so hopefully, being in and around the, uh, the you know, the, the much more friendlier family club with, with uh, support, the support base that we've got, that support and not get on their backs too much. Um, yeah, I'm hoping he'll do well for us this season. Yeah, no, he took a lot of stick last year. And again, it wasn't vicious or anything like that. But there's a lot of people saying, I don't really understand why we signed him. And even more so, there were people saying about, um, you know, about uh, now we've signed goodbye, there's certainly no place for him. It was a waste of money and all this kind of stuff. And I don't see that. I, don't, I really don't. And if you watched him in, in pre-season, he's kind of, he's been the one who stood out. He really has. Uh, and the goal, the goal he scored against Supersport was absolute quality. Um, you know, picking the ball up on the right wing, running in and cutting inside and then chipping it with the left over the keeper. You know, that's, that's a lot of ability there. And he had a terrific shot today. He was very unlucky to, not to score with. He's a goal threat. He's very direct. He's, he's got a good physical presence. So if he is the one playing in behind the striker and he, you know, say, say that striker just happened to be Dwight Gale, much is the one who would offer some good physical presence up there. And, you know, he, he's a smart footballer as well. Um, I, I really am excited for the season for him. 
because you know it's a squad game so he will get an opportunity at some point whether it's from the off or whether it's later in the season and I really fully expect him to do well and like you say Joe he has got a supportive uh, group around him now uh, there's a lot pretty much everyone who's come out of QPR has said what a horrific situation it was at that club you know and how half the players didn't care and half the players hated each other and all this kind of stuff and he's come out of that into a a very different environment. I hope people give him a, pro- a proper chance to impress as well because I don't think many realize just how good a footballer he is and um still very young as well. So it's very very positive stuff uh for Jordan Much. Uh, I wouldn't like to pick our team, would you, Chris? We're talking about players, and it's more and more than we've ever been used to at the start. Yeah. How many days till the transfer window closes? It's still 36 or something? Yeah. Something I, like that? Well, if, yeah, especially, especially if we bring two in, like we're saying we're going to do, going to bring in two players, of you'd expect them to be your first team standard. Be, you know, I pretty much I could pick a different team every day, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, you know, if you, if you judge it on the last couple of pre-season games... You know, I couldn't. I couldn't argue a case to not include Jordan much in the starting lineup. It's a yeah. It's a really strange one. Um, great problems to have. Uh, you know, it's a tremendous position to be in from where we were. Uh, Joe. Joe. Oh, mute. Sorry. Is that is that an, another two on top of the two that Steve Parrish said we were going to bring in because we bought McCarthy and. Um, yeah. He, yeah, he said with um, with the signings of McCarthy and Bamford, and Bamford. That, that that would make it three out of five, and there's two, so two more to go. And Pardew mentioned two more again today. So, okay, um, uh, well, it seems got well, defenders. Uh, he wouldn't say positions, um, but I, I mean, personally, centre back. Personally, I think it will be a centre back and a striker. Um, the centre back they're talking about. Well, this might as well get into it. They're talking about Colaccini. Um I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I do. Uh, I really, really liked him uh, for Newcastle against us at Sellers in the game that Kabai dominated when they when they absolutely smashed us at Sellers Park. I thought he he just stood basically just pretty much stood in the same position all game and just mocked up everything. No, we didn't get a sniff. Um, right. Much the same had, as he but, did this season, then. But he was, yeah. But in general, he's had a pretty horrible season um, for Newcastle. Again, if you speak to them, I didn't watch all of their games, but. Um, they, they felt he had his weakest season last year, but uh, I don't know. I, you know, he he seemed to be an absolute brilliant player. Whenever I've seen him, um, Patrick, that's a good point you've made. There, he is he's thirty three years old. That's young, that's young. That is. Yeah, especially someone. Could you imagine? Like could you imagine and Colaccini at centre back? How could you know, they be? Yeah, again, like I say, I have I have some slight worries about the pace in our back line. But if you play the right line and you you know take up the right positions, and they're experienced enough to do that, you know, I think uh, you know I think it's a good good call there, really. But Colaccini and Dan, I think the Colaccini that that I've seen would be fabulous alongside Dan. I really do. Chris, is he the mm. same same player that kicked the lumps out of Gale up at the in the in the game? Oh yeah. Time? It was yeah. him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. he's got a mean streak to him. But again, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. If we did, if we had, didn't have Hang, I could see us bringing another thirty-year-old centre back. But we need a younger. We definitely need a younger player to go with Dan. I don't see. You mentioned before about the speed issue. You know, Suarez pretty quick, Ward's decent, but you need somebody next to Dan who's a little bit quicker. And I think Colaccini would have been a great backup. But with with, with this Hangland signing and obviously with with Damar, I don't think we need somebody to get somebody a lot younger than. Him, in my opinion, so I'm looking at someone maybe like I said before, Van Dyke, who's cost a lot of money from Celtic, or James, you know, James Chester. But 
Who knows? We definitely gonna get somebody in there though. The, the, the yeah. Partner there. Obviously, obviously, we have been linked with Chester. He's pretty. I think he's about the same height as Colaccini. They're not the tallest of centre backs, but um, you know, right. all about the same. Um, Alex, you he? he is. Yeah, Alex, you mentioned someone you'd like. Yeah, I think Curtis Davis. Uh, I don't think he had a particularly brilliant season last year, but the year before that, he was. Um, outstanding and I think he's the type of player that you want slotted in next to Dan I think we'll, we'll talk about later on but for me Scott Dan is is probably the best te- one of the best technical footballers in our team um, yeah. but he's not blessed with pace uh, so if you could have somebody who is adequate at defending and carries a bit of pace and presence like somebody like Curtis Davis I think it's certainly a really good option for us now obviously Hull have gone down I think we can certainly test the water yeah, it's not a bad shout at all. Um, Davis, he, he, he sort of dropped off in quality last year, but um, you know, he's someone I've quite liked the, the look of for a number of years. And I think, in a, you know, alongside Dan, I think he'd probably thrive. It's not a bad shout at all. Um, England pairing that—that's an England yeah. pairing. Yeah. If you ask yeah. me, he, but, he, may, uh, he may have he may have looked a little bit uh, a little bit down in a, in a, you know in a two foot as such because if he's playing in a team, it's just they're just losing every week. You know, as they did most weeks, and then eventually went down. You're not going to look fantastic, are you? It's very rare. Of course you... not. So it's, not, it's it's really not a bad shout at all. And you know, he was. He, I've noticed there. Patrick's just pointed out he's 30 years old. I mean, he, you know, he seems to have been a young prospect for pretty much 10 years. So I didn't realise he'd hit 30 quite yet. But you know, he'll, he's, he'll play for a while though. He's yeah, got that, he will. that physicality. He's got that pace. He's got that. You know, he's got that about him. It's not somebody like Hangeland who. Never has pace, never will have pace. Like like Dan, you know, he's a he's a big physical player that could probably do another three you can't, minutes. You can't compare Hangland with him because the the thing is, I'll guarantee that Hangland has more composure on the ball. The Hangland will pick the ball up and go forward. Too much composure. Oh yeah, but it's, yeah, but listen, he, he's a fantastic player, Hangland. For his I agree. Well, I completely 35. agree. Oh, I don't think you can rely on him to play week in week out. But I don't, if we're trying to build a team, like a three to five year team, then we shouldn't be looking at 30 year olds. We should be looking at 25 year olds in Spain, well, Italy, wherever, wherever, wherever we're looking. For the next five years, then it's well, no, fine. because, yeah, but we're looking, but we're looking now, if, if we're looking at going and, and paying 14 million quid for a 29 year old forward that may not do anything. Well, well, we'll come to that in a sec. Um, no, but what I'm saying, uh, we might as well pay 10, yeah. 10 million for, or 15 million for a 23 year old. Is it was just. A, a, a you know a proper a full international for Argentina or whatever playing in in, in one of the decent leagues. Yeah, listen, they've, the got, thing with, go they've got to be they've got to be available though, Joe, and and you know the right person. Everyone's but available. I, they've got Premier League money. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but um, yeah, like I say I don't know. It depends. Are we really planning a three to five year squad, or are we, you know, or are we planning? Let's make sure we do well. And then next season, we're going to have a whole lot more money because of the TV deal and all that kind of stuff. You don't, you don't really know the strategy. Our players but... are being put on three to four-year deals. So yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah, the, the young ones. But I think, I think to me, well, we're certainly doing that. But I think there's a lot of um, there's a bit. There seems to have been a drive uh, to bring in a bit of experience as well, which I quite like. Oh, I yeah. like, I like, I like Kabai coming in with the experience he's got and the quality he's got. Um, and I have no objection to bringing in a couple more experienced heads as well. But um, if we sort of uh, just as a uh, Nick, you did what you did. Put, I mean, you've said me in the chat, and you keep denying it. Let's see if you remember this time what you wanted to say. <laughs> I did, and and uh, Joel just said exactly what I was going to say. Oh, um, how convenient! And it was the old, um, how how short termist <laughs> signing right. 30, year olds. Yeah, but we are. Um, if, if we're signing a thirty-one-year-old, we're only giving them a one-year deal. So uh, I'm fine with that. Give them a one-year deal. I don't want to be buying a thirty-year-old yeah. and give them a three-year deal and he gets stuck with them. Mm. Anyway, no, exactly. Uh, 
exactly. If we're looking, I'm just wondering what the average age of our squad is now compared to what it was, say, two or three years ago. Is it is it well, increasing as he brings more time, experienced heads in? Well, next time you bring it up, make sure you've done some research so you can tell us. Silence. Absolute Ooh. silence. <laughs> that wasn't silence. It was afterwards. But anyway, um, no, right. If you've got just a quick suggestion as a young centre-back, if we were going to look for one of them. I really liked Michael Keane at Burnley. I thought he was um, thought he was pretty much... Well, for me, he was their best defender last year. And uh, he he's, can't be any more than... They like, can't be more than 22, 23. Uh, I think he... Right? Yeah, yeah, X Man U. I think um, I think he'll be a future England international, and I really do, really would like to see us uh, go for him personally. I think he's got real quality, and you know, he's not. I wouldn't say he's lightning quick or anything like that, but he's he's got you know a bit of sharpness about him. So yeah, there we go. That was that's just my thoughts on that. Let's talk about. Um, well, I expect it's pronounced Adrian Ramos, but I like to call him Adrian Ramos because it just feels better. It's like a combination of a really boring name and an exotic name. So Adrian Ramos, um, <laughs> Colombian striker. Uh, apparently, we're, we're going to pay 14 million quid for him. Um, John, uh, program seller, who got in touch and says that Build in Germany are saying that they've accepted a bid of around 14 million pounds for him. Um, it's yeah. been it's been rumoured for um, for you know uh, best part of a week, I guess, that we've got some serious interest there. Uh, very, I haven't seen that much of him. I'll be honest, you know, a lot of YouTube vids in the last couple of days. Um, and the one thing you can see is he's, he's rapid. He's really quick. Uh, got a decent strength through him, decent height, can play the lone striker role. Um, very exciting. And if you, you know, but I think I'm, a lot of the excitement in and around sort of social media comes from the fact he's good on FIFA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, I've got informed Balassi on FIFA, and it's just like Balassi in real life. I'm, sometimes <laughs> it's just absolutely shit hot, and you just, you can see these people that have spent an absolute fortune buying packs, and mm. you're mothering their team with Balassi, and then he'll shoot high, and then for two games he'll be crap, yeah, and then brilliant again. <laughs> so you play him every time because you're expecting the brilliance, but disappointed um, two games out of three. Can I can I just say something very quickly about Balassi? And I, I don't know who it is, so whoever said this, kudos to you. And it really sort of rung a rung a thing, a, a, sort of struck a note with me. And they said that he doesn't actually think he's worth twenty million quid, but he's worth twenty million quid to us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you read my article today? Did, what, yeah, did you I, say I, I, that? Yeah, I'll take all that back yeah, then. Alex. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a, you know, twenty million quid would be if we get twenty million quid for him. But but the thing is, who do we replace him with? It's because what you lose, isn't it? It's suits, what you lose. Suits us exactly. But anyway, sorry, I'll just go and Yeah, no. Weirdly, on Balassi, and we were talking about FIFA there. The, uh, the funny enough, the last version of Football Manager for, for last season, it's the most accurate they've ever got a player with Yanni Balassi. He dribbles past an entire team and then shoots it into the corner flag. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> did an absolutely stunning job on that. But um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Yannick will be focusing on his finishing if he's uh, if he's seen his computerised self in either game. Um, <laughs> picks himself because they all play it don't they oh yeah and you can select yourself as a player Jim oh, that must be brilliant reckon um, yeah uh, <laughs> we've been talking about a lot of uh, rumoured signings I know uh, the player who played against us today Islam Slimani 
Uh, he looked quality today as well. Um, really good. Again, he's another one who could play the lone striker role. We were linked with him a couple of seasons ago, and Pardew's uh, made some comments about him this year. But whether or not he'll uh, come to Palace from Sporting, or they'll want to let him go, I'm not too sure at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I can see us getting another striker, but I can't see us spending 14 million quid. I really can't at the moment. I don't. I think you know, unless it's a structured deal of some sort. I, I think we'll be looking. I, I can't I personally. I don't see us signing Ramos, uh, but I think we might might have a bid at Slimani. Certainly, um, obviously Austin hasn't gone anywhere yet. Um, yeah. Okay. So you heard the plane then, did you? Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you Are you blaming me again? That wasn't me. Why are you blaming me for everything? Oh, it's just, it's just, Mr. Legal said something in the chat room. I said it. Joe, as a I said it. Now you know what it is. Me off five minutes before the show goes out, just to have a go at me. Shut up, whipping boy. I'm in. I'm in. A, yeah, you boy. Just you wait till I get control of those buttons, Hambo. Just you wait. <laughs> I'm scared about you having control of the buttons. I'll be completely honest. I mean, you, you'll end up doing stuff like this. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I pressed a button. So, um, right, I'll stop now. Uh, Rumours uh, we've, we've covered, really. Like I say Austin's something we talked about in the last uh, little podcast we did. If you haven't heard what we said about Austin, it's pretty much not changed, other than um, C. Parrish suggesting that Austin will be off somewhere uh, bigger than, than Palace. Um, but again, if you want to hear that, you can download the last show on. Uh, on iTunes uh, from hollradio.net forward slash iTunes or just hollradio.net. That will take you to our main page where you can look at the podcast. And also uh, on Acast, our new um, our new podcast hosting site, hollradio.net forward slash Acast. Acast? I don't know. Something like that. Uh, that'll be set up shortly. Do check out their app and software as well because uh, we're, you know, we're going to be adding... Uh, podcast enriching content it's called basically uh, when we link say we're going to link to something there'll be like a video link during the podcast playing out through their software where you can click on that link see what we're talking about we'll be adding some show notes on there so i'll explain some of nick's jokes when they haven't made any real sense or i might ask nick to do that um if you just hear joe laughing in the middle of the show and we don't reference it maybe we'll explain what he was laughing at um or, you know, in in the in the show notes, or we'll tell you what you had for dinner during the show, something like that. But there'll be plenty of content on that. So it's A C A S T is the name of the app. Get it on Android and on um, the iTunes App Store. And uh, yeah, I've been using it. It's, it's really good. And um, <laughs> you may, as a result, you may know oh, there will be um, ads in our podcast now. There's never going to be ad- any ads on the live show. We're you know quite keen for people to benefit from listening live, so that's what you get there. But you will get ads on the podcast from now on which helps us keep the show running and not only that um, i say you get the additional enriched content through acast there you go it's a good little plug there i don't know why i decided then to do it i suppose it gives me a nice little natural gap to um talk about the two players that have come in bamford and mccarthy we've talked a little bit about mccarthy and how he played and what we think joe you did a little forward view where you said he had short arms <laughs> <laughs> um no I, I... I don't want to cut like you say it was a friendly, but it just looked like he he dived, and then he it just looked like he had short arms. I mean, he's I don't know, he's really tall. 
with as you saw in the first half when he came to claim that cross, mm. almost went over him. He looked huge when he, um, and then he got he got to it, and it just looked like he pulled his arms. I don't know. I, I, I mean, when it went in, I was I looked at lines, Ian lines, and it was like, oh. I think yeah. he, um, I think he saw the post in his in like the corner of his eye as he was diving across, and I think oh, he's like, that, well, that's, I hope he don't, that isn't the case because I expect him to wear that post for our badge. Thought he might. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah. So, to be honest, Joe, sometimes I talk to you, and I feel like you have worn a post for Thanks, for mate. the club for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have covered McCarthy. I don't want to talk too much about him. Give him plenty of time to settle in. And exactly. At the top of the show, we talked about him. And I think he's coming to, to be the eventual number one, probably sooner rather than later. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Patrick Bamford, about what we think about the signing. Because obviously all the rumours were of Remy, and it looks like it came to a point when it was just a case of, no, you're not having him. Um, yeah, but you can have Patrick Bamford on, on a season-long loan. First of all, the loan, you know, a lot of people being a bit nervous about it. Um, Obviously, Chelsea have awarded him a new uh, three-year deal at the same time, so there's there's no option to buy. Um, you know, it really is to develop him and see how he gets on in the Premier League. So we're we're doing Chelsea a favour to a point. But um, first of all, for me, it's an upgrade on Sonogo for a start. Um, but he was Championship Player of the Year last year. You know, he's not he's no slouch in terms of speed. You know, he knows where the goal is. Has played the lone striker role, you know. I think he's a he's a decent prospect, Patrick. Yeah, I listened to an interview uh, with his ex manager from MK Don, Carl Robinson, and he just mentioned that you know he's he thinks he's got a lot of potential. You know, he's left footed. He's a he's a very good finisher in the box. I like his movement. His movement reminds me a lot of Glenn Murray in the box. And he also mentioned that he's played the number nine, the ten, and the seven, which has allowed him you know in lower division to kind of get a feel for you know how those positions work. But he thinks he's definitely a pure number nine. So. I think it's a great signing. Um, I think we need to add we need to add a little pace up front. Obviously, we had Gale, but Gale to me doesn't hold the ball up well enough to play up there by himself. So I think Bamford adds to us a striker that holds the ball up that can score. And I think honestly, I think he'll get about fifteen goals this year. I'm not concerned really? about that he's alone. Yeah, I really do. I think I think if he plays enough, he'll get at least fifteen goals in the Premier League because he's got lots of proof. You know how it works with Chelsea. Chelsea do not let young players play, and anybody who ever ever played for Chelsea if he scores a lot of goals in the Premier League, even if it's not for them. So. I think he'll score a bunch of goals for us if he gives, if he gives him a chance. So the problem's going to be, honestly, uh, Chris, is that it's a service. We've got to have Wilf and Yannick playing because today, it, wasn't, it didn't matter who's playing up front today. We weren't going to score a goal because you could just tell the way we were playing today. We just didn't have any service. Kabai wasn't into the game as much. He talked about punching before, holding the ball up and kind of spinning around. But I think if we have Yannick and Wilf putting balls in for Banford, he'll score a ton of goals. I really believe that. And you're right, he's better than Sonoga. Yeah, very, very positive from you, Patrick. Alex, what do you think of uh, the signing of Banford? I think it's a good signing. I think anyone that can score, what was it, 17, 18 goals in the in the league below is is always, you know, worth a gamble on a loan deal. It makes sense for them. It makes sense for us. Um, I was pleased just because I think it's something different to what we've got. We haven't got that type of striker, and I think it gives us um, gives a bit more versatility coming off the bench. I can't see him starting a load of games personally. Um, but again, it's different to what we've got. I still think we need another centre forward. Um, but again, he's he brings something that we don't have to the table, so that's an improvement, right? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, so. Yeah, Nick, he made a noise. Mother, he scored thirty in the championship. Now that that's a that's a class forward. Yeah, he scored thirty uh, in the championship before, and you know, a serious cruciate knee ligament injury, and and you know. 
went before he turned 30. So I think, you know, that's and not... He a, had, and he had Wilf and Balassi either yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. We'll, look, we'll see. I don't really think it's at this stage it's a comparison. You know, who, I'll start picking on Glean. I know. I just suddenly realised Alex yeah. was on the show. Alex Angel. You're, you're all right, you two. I mean, I'm sorry. I just had to point out that. But look, I, I, I don't think... I think the trouble is, for me, for me, Murray isn't... We can't rely on Murray to be our main striker all season. You know, it's a, it's a big ask. We need we need other options there. But for me, more importantly, it's about... I think, well, Bamford certainly will learn off of Murray, but there there are games where, where Glenn Murray won't be effective. There were last year, you know, when he came into the side and, and that made a huge impact... But, you know, there were three or four games where he, he just struggled. And when he has games like that, you need other options, you know. And you also, you know, there's no reason the two of them can't be in the same team because Glenn can drop in behind a bit as well, you know, if you're, if you're starting to move things about. So, let, you know, let's just see how it goes. I think Bamford's a good signing. I, I really do. <clears throat> but although, despite my concerns about the fact that we're developing a player for Chelsea, who I'm not a huge fan of, I'm glad, glad they lent us a player. Don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> and, and, that, and that's for me. That's the, that's almost a little bit of the problem. They've just lent it. There's not. There's no view to a permanent deal. No. They've just uh, because he's just been. He's just signed a, th- a new three-year deal. Yeah, but if he scores twenty goals for, or scores ten, oh, yeah, he scores seven or eight goals. It yeah, really but, matters, yeah, it's, is it? And, and it's all fantastic if he does do that for us. But it, where does that leave us next year? It leaves us with Bill for twenty million quid for him, or we got, a, or we, or we go back a season. I, 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 there's, there's pros and cons for it, you know. I'm, I'm mm, all over them. If we're going out and spending ten million, fifteen million quid on players, twenty-nine year olds or whatever, um, then, I, then I think we need to invest ten or fifteen million quid in a twenty-three-year-old. Mm. Um, so, but hey, can we? Can we? Are we going to? We're going to talk about my mate Jace. Oh, uh, can we? We're going to do that. We're going to do that after we've had a, a little break between the the transfer chat. And when we come back and talk about the um, the game today, I've got a, I've got a bit on punching. But we'll, thanks for teasing that, Joe. That'll be coming up in a no in a, in a short while. Good man. Um, yeah. Okay. So Nick, you did want to want to make a point, and then uh, I'll, I'll bring us into the, yeah. the outs. Just about the whole Marino Chelsea likes Palace thing. Are we forging a relationship with them? Is is this something that's going to continue? Are we? We're going to sort of utilise some of their players if it helps us. You know, Marino's got a soft spot for us. Future manager. <laughs> he absolutely is. He does. He loves Palace. He um, does. Yeah. It's good. It's always good. You know, to 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 have friends, isn't it? You know, it's good to have friends in the in the Premier League. Oh, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's fine cool. talk. Oh wow, wow. Why would Alex do that? Why would he do that? I'm sorry, I'm just uh, I'm a little bit shocked. Is this about is me? Is it signed for Brighton? Yeah, that, well, again, let's explain the reference. Uh, no, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll explain the reference that Nick's just made in the uh, extra content on Acast. A- uh, so if you want to know what what Nick was just talking about, I'll explain it there. there you go. Mm, all right. Um, okay, we've talked about players coming in. Um, and I've been slammed by Alex just because I badmouthed Glenn Murray. But let's talk about the rumours of players going out. And we've talked about Gale, and it seems very much like he's going to stay. Again, we talked about him on the last podcast as well. Uh, Hiram Boateng has gone out and um, has impressed uh, Plymouth fans massively in the one pre-season friendly he's played for them. They talked about him looking Premier League quality already. And OK, it's down in League Two. Yeah, they were. Right. if you pop on one of their websites and have a, have a look, it's... Um, Maybe we'll uh, find a way of linking to that in the Acast right. <laughs> extra content. Have I noticed I keep saying Acast and Acast, and I keep interchanging it? I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce it's it. Acast. 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 Oh, we're going to refer to it as Acast. 
Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, he's he's really impressed them. They're impressed with his his energy, and he, he's been sort of screening the back four in that game, and they loved it. They absolutely, you know, he said he was confident on the ball, he strode forward, all that kind of stuff, and it's a big season for him because uh, you know obviously he went out on loan to Crawley, he didn't really play, they didn't seem to actually want him. Um, and he's, you know, he's played some development games, but he's one of those who's now, he's probably too good really just to play development football, but he's not because we're Premier League now, he's not quite there in terms of getting in the team in the Premier League. So we've got to get him somewhere where he's going to excel. And if he, you know, if he can't go to Plymouth and, and again, this sounds horrible to say, but if you can't go to Plymouth and excel in that team, he's there till January. If he can't stand out in that league and in that team and play every week, then, you know, okay, he's only 19, but you've, you've got to say he probably won't make it. So it's a huge season for him. I've got every confidence he'll make it because I think he's a superb player, uh, a real, real prospect. And I, th- I think he will be a Palace first-team player in the not-too-distant future. And I certainly think he'll learn from some of the players we're bringing into the club. So uh, big season for him. Yeah, he's going to be here, though, is he? I think he will, Boateng, yeah. What, in six months? He's going away for six months. No, no, I mean, but I said not-too-distant future. So... After the, <laughs> probably I'm talking about you know within a, within a couple of years. I'm just joshing me. Oh, I hate I hate you, Joe. <laughs> I haven't missed you, you know. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Anyway, missed everyone. But, um, let's talk about the, uh, the the rumors of of other people going out. Jedinak being linked to China and to to went to West Brom. Uh, how do we feel about that? Let's all talk about that. Um, I'm going to start with you, Joe. How do you feel about the potential of Jedinak leaving, and what do you think the possibility that it'll actually happen? Overcrowded midfield. I think we've got too, too many players as it is already. Um, if it frees up 40, 50 grandy, am I gone? Are you gone? No. Oh. <laughs> right. I no. just heard. I just heard. That the, um, if it if it frees up 30, 40, 50 grand a week, um, then I then you know, you know when we were talking about earlier about. Maybe players have had their had their time at the club. I personally feel I feel, I feel we've got a, a newer and improved version in Macarthur, and 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 for me, you know, with with uh, Kabai and yeah, I, I I I don't know. Maybe it maybe a best for you if he moves on. I said it ages ago, and you know, mainly on the back of of what Nick was saying, you know. Um, so yeah, for me, um, be a loss. But it's not a loss. I don't think we can. You know, two years ago we would have it would have been catastrophic for us. I don't think it's going to be that for us now. Um, I think I, Patrick's got something I to dis- say. Yeah, I disagree. Um, I don't think you can compare Jedi and MacArthur at all. I think they're totally different players. I think um, what Jedi does, MacArthur could never do as far as screening the back four, etc., leadership, etc. But I think MacArthur and Ledley, you can interchange those two. So if you want to get rid of Ledley, possibly. I'd be more apt to look at that. I think the Jedi leaving, I've said it before, I'll say it again, would be not good for us. I'm not sure where he plays, honestly, with Kabai and Punchin, but I think he's got to play somewhere because I like what I've seen out of him in the last two matches um, in the preseason, and I just like him as a player and, and what he brings to the team. I think, you know, it's proven last year. I mean, the West Ham game is a perfect example. When he, when he came back from uh, Australia, I think he's, he's, it seems like he's rested now and ready to go. To me, the old Jedi, and I think to, to have him not in the team is a detriment to our team. So I don't think, um, again, having him over MacArthur is, a, is a necessarily a, uh, a comparison. But I think if Letty leaves, I wouldn't be surprised. It would be, uh, yeah, he's, he's, it's ever since I, I rang up the show and bad-mouthed him that he he's seems to have um, 
nosedived a little bit. Do you think that's true, Joe? Do you think conspiracy theorists amongst us might say that it's our fault? I just had a... Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'll just... It's, I, I, like, I like him, but I just, I just think our club's... We've, we've, moved, we've moved on. We've got younger we players. We have moved on. And I, and, I, and I honestly do think, you know, listen, when, 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 uh, when Jedi plays, teams are sussed him. They pass it around him. And he, he just becomes ineffective. You can't go around smashing players anymore like he did in a championship. I wonder if he'd, uh, I wonder if he'd make the 25-man squad in our new feature that's coming up later. Well, um, well that'd be interesting, come. wouldn't it? I, I would, I well, just want to say I just want to say that I get this thing where kind of people are, oh, we've got an overcrowded midfield and things like that, but we need to start thinking about kind of how far we've come as a club now. And now we're in a position where we, we can afford to have kind of too many players and, and afford to have that headache. It's not convenient for the player by any stretch of the imagination because they want to play every single week. But, you know, what happens if one of them gets injured? You know, we, we need exactly. somewhere to go to straight away. And, and, and we've got to this point now where we need to try and begin to change that mindset in the championship where we've got that core of players and we can dip into the youth or a loan or something like that to try and yep. figure it out. Well, at 31, he might, he might decide that he can't go for a full season. You know, um, and, and if he does, if he, I mean, that's it. We need to have that, our players need to have that squad mentality. But that also means goodbye as well. You know, but is is he is he come to us? But you know, for our record, and is he going to be playing every single game? That, that's that's the thing. I just yeah. I just no one, think, but no one can play every game now anymore, can they? Really, honestly? Well, I don't. I don't know. Oh, Jedi, I didn't miss a game for three years. Did he? Four years? What was he? No, the record? But, it, it, the Premier League though. No, he missed. He missed the last half of the, uh, the season against Fulham, didn't he? The first year we were up. Exactly. That was the only only time he missed. But no, look with um, you know it. There is an argument, quite clear argument on both sides. You know, you could argue easily that it's time for, for Mile Yednak to leave the club, that, you know, he's been an inspirational leader, he's got us so far, but, you know, he's not the man to take the, the midfield forward. You could, of course, you can argue that to a point, but I think if you look at, I think if you look at the final day performance against Swansea, I think Yednak was absolutely superb in that game. And you also look at, even the, the pre-season stuff, you know, this, this pre-season, there's been moments where, you know, you look at the game against Supersport versus the game today. You know, we looked we looked more secure with him in, in there, yeah. I, I felt. I felt we, yeah. look, we looked, the defence looked more solid. Um, you know, and, you know he, he gets a lot of stick for his passing and it isn't great. But if you look at the actual statistics of it, it's not that far off. He looks right today when he came in. Exactly. He, did, you know, he played that right. one ball straight away, didn't he? Left out wide to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he's, you know, it's not, it's not this dramatic. He's way off the pace. He's, you know, nowhere near good enough on the ball to be in our side. You know, Mila Yednak is still, he's still the captain of the club. He's still, you know, an inspirational figure and a leader at the club. And I think there's a possibility that we will sell him. And the only, but only as a chance that, that we, he will be offered a, a chance to go somewhere and earn either an absolute ton of money towards the end of his career. If he goes to somewhere like China or he'll be, he'll, or he'll go because he feels the club have moved on and, you know, he's not going to play every game and that's not good enough for him. But I, I think that he will probably, you know, if he stays at Palace, I think he will play in more games than he doesn't, if you know what I mean. You know, I think we'll use him a lot. I really do. But in so, it, that, that would put our midfield out of kilter. We'd have to completely change, change the setup, completely right. change the setup. So, 
Or start dropping yeah, get, players like McCarthy. If we're going to play Belassi on the, let's just say Belassi doesn't leave. Right. Belassi on the left, Wolf on the right. Then we're going to need to accommodate Punchin. Or Kabai. McCarthy, Kabai, Ledley. Where are we going with this? We've got like nine players that would all, like in the middle, that all of a sudden we're just having to drop four. <laughs> well, for me, I think I think the, the only way you get someone like Punching and Kumbai in the same team is by having Jednet behind them. That's my opinion because I think you need that that discipline and the protection in front of the back four to kind of allow the, the Punchins and the Kumbais to to have that kind of freedom to to do as they do do what they do so well. You know, take the responsibility off of them because we don't have a midfielder in our team that defends better than Milo Jednak, and that's a fact. Okay, gents, so I'm going to have to leave it there. This is going to be a debate that we'll probably rage on all season. Um, we're going to have a, a little bit of a break. Um, it'll be a break. If you're listening on the podcast, you'll probably hear an advert. If you're not listening on the podcast, then make sure you buy Vimto. Vimto is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, I do have a Vint- Vimto clip. I'm sure I do. But while I'm thinking about that, I'd also invite you to tweet or... Um, Go to holradio.net forward slash contact or go to the chat room, holradio.net forward slash chat and try to guess what Gerald's been eating because we're trying to work it out ourselves as well. Um, You know, don't give it away, Gel, all right? You know, and anyone who gets it wins a prize. We've got prizes. We've got some Kabai mugs that that Patrick bought for us. Thanks, Patrick, for that, by the way. Anytime, no problem. Oh no, I've lost my Vimto clip. This is a nightmare. Oh no. <sighs> Vimto. Seriously. Mixed up fruit. That's the Vim Toad. Do you remember that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Turning into Peter K. Do you remember that? <sighs> Garlic bread. Um anyway. Uh, I've distracted myself. Have we technically gone to our ad break? Let's go to our ad break and when we'll come back, I'll um I'll do this. I'll do some sort of a feature or something, shall I? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The all-time Palace 25-man squad. Tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin. As the man says, <laughs> tweet us your suggestions <laughs> and we'll do in or bin. I'll enjoy Sorry, Chris, video. Chris. Yeah? Chris. Yeah? I've just read the funniest thing in the chat room ever. You know, um, we were before the ad break, Vimto and all that. Guess yeah. what Joe's eating? Task CPFC has just written humble pie. Out. <laughs> I doubt that. But Love what? It. Love it. But what? Know. Sure, it's that got nothing to, nothing to what? do. Oh, he's enraged. Oh, Where is he? Oh, I'm going to go in the chat room. Oh, All right. <laughs> do let us know if you know. He only joined the chat room to say that as well. 
He's only just joined, written that. He's going to go now. For legend. What? Absolute legend. Whole slash. But no, it um, made me laugh. All right, okay. Listen, we'll come, Chris. we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back to the rage in a minute, Joel. But this is the all-time 25-man squad. During the course of the week, we've been on Twitter and uh, well, just Twitter, really, asking for suggestions for the first position we'll be looking at. Basically, what we're trying to do is trying to build an all-time Palace 25-man squad. The most tweeted answer goes to us. Uh, to vote for in or bin and the listeners get a vote as well uh, in other words you'll all vote to us you can, uh, on twitter you can tweet at hol radio hashtag in or hashtag bin uh, that twitter poll results in a single vote which will get added to each of the votes from the panel uh, in if it's in at the end of it it gets added to our all tw- all-time 25 man squad bin will get chucked out and we'll move on to the next the following week uh, we did 38 shows last season so if we do roughly the same this season we'll be binning 13 suggestions and keeping 25 this week we're doing a centre back and so I'll give you the list of, vote of players and then I'll tell you who we're looking at this week the list was uh, Scott Dan David Woosley mm, I think someone was having a joke there Craig Moore Gareth Southgate Jose Fonte uh, Gonzalo, Sorondo, Jim Cannon and Chris Coleman the player who got the most votes the one we'll be looking at first of all is Scott Dan um, so gentlemen uh, I, I, you know, the early stages of this I think are going to be a lot of ins and not so many bins um, was, as we start to build this squad I'm sure it will get tense towards the end of the season but let's talk a little bit about Scott Dan in general um, first of all it's like the, the question of course of is he worthy of being in the all-time 25 so you're talking about the all-time best centre-backs uh, Scott Dan is a, technically down to the Twitter votes from the listeners is the best all-time centre-back that's it's an interesting question uh, I'm sure people particularly for certain vintage will have some other ideas about that uh. and there's plenty plenty of um sort of uh what should we say plenty of uh exclusions from that list i mean we mentioned one in pre, uh, pre-show discussion eric young isn't even in there so when we come to look at center backs again in the future i'm sure we'll have uh, some more suggestions from listeners as well don't get your ins or bins yet wait for the discussion wait till you've heard for the what the entire panel's got to say about scott dan and make sure you let us uh, know what you want at the end so first of all i'm gonna start with you alex as the sort of youngest member of the team um so uh scott scott dan is he the best centre-back you've seen at Palace in your time? Sir Scott of the Palace. Yes, he is, in f- certainly for me, but I don't have oh, much dear. to compare. I just I just thought of some names like Claude Davis, Mark Hudson, <laughs> Dekel De- Keenan. So, um, certainly for me, it's kind of a position of... Scott Dan, yes, is probably the best, the best centre-back that I've seen play for Crystal Palace, yeah. OK, um, so, Patrick, you've... I think you're slightly older than Sir Jeremy and, and Nicholas. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, a few years long. <laughs> yeah. But, so you've seen a lot of centre-backs, a lot more than Alex has. Um, where does Scott Dan compare on that? And, and you know, who are some of your favourites? So my favourites would be, when I grew up, I watched Billy Gilbert come for the youth team. I liked him. I thought, I thought Jim Cannon's debut back in 70... Gel, 73... Don't yeah, ask me, you're miles older than me. Oh, I'm not miles older. <laughs> it was 73, Patrick. Thank you. It was so 73. Nicholas, thank you. So I, I, I mean, I was only eight, but I did, I did see the game. So, I mean, I've seen some good centre-backs. Um, you know, so those are the 70s, and there were some guys in the 80s that were decent. But, I mean, um, I've definitely, I agree with Alex. Uh, Scott Dan, you know, football-playing-wise, leadership-wise, even scoring-wise, he's probably what he's definitely going to be being a 25-man squad as far as, you know, 
the way he, you know, just the way he is. And I, and I, I like him a lot. But there have been other players, like I said, I could name again Eric Young. I liked him a lot when he played for Palace. Um, I like Sarando. As far as a ball playing, classy, yeah. centre back. I can't, I can't not put him in, you know, uh, as far as a thought. So there have been some good players. But yeah, Scott Dan. Um, I'll, I, I, he's, and I tell you right now, today when he went down, I, I almost had a heart attack. That's how I yeah. So. I showed you how much I, I care about the guy. Uh, we are going to have to clip that as you've made an Alex White style innuendo. Um, no, thanks no, for that. No. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the team, Patrick. <laughs> uh, Nick, your views fixed. Patrick, can I just make a quick mention? You mentioned Eric Young there, Patrick, and he's a defender yeah. that you know we signed at 30 years old for quite a high value. Uh, just, just thought that's a relevant point to make uh, at this point in time when we're looking at some slightly older players, Nick. Andy Fawne as well from that era, and oh, I, I yeah, don't know yeah. how, how whether they played so well together because they they played well as individuals because they were together in the same way that Delaney plays so well when he's with Dan, and that's that's another reason is Dan seems to be the sort of player that can play with anybody. Can I just talk and about Andy Fawne? Yeah, go on. So uh, everyone kind of always like raves about him, and I've seen his header at the front post against Liverpool, but. Like for me, I look at him. He's a, he's a fat pig now. I can't believe that he ever good at football. You seen the size of him? He's like a cake. Hey, 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 hey! You know, I'm sure he was a great <laughs> player, but what? Boy, the, what's happened there? Alex, Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex. I like There's nothing wrong with cake. Listen, sometimes you know footballers. Do you ever see Jan Moby play? Come on, hey, genius, genius he was. Thomas Brolin follows me on Twitter. Thomas Brolin. Follows me on Twitter, yeah. He's a cannonball. <laughs> Thomas, uh, I suspect Thomas Brolin sort of, you know, his mind's not quite there anymore, Alex, which might explain that. But, you know, Diego Maradona at times was like a sort of balloon on legs. But he's still, he was still superb. How dare you be so fattest? No, wait, I'm fattest. How dare you be so... Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, Nick, in conclusion, you're a, you're a big fan of Scott Dan as well. Uh, Joe, you're the last one to offer your opinion on Dan in terms of his where he stands, you know, all-time all time centre-back list. You know, he's he's the favourite from those who tweeted in during the course of the week. Um, is he one of your favourites? Well, he's a good player. He's not one of my favourites. No? He's been here, he's been, well, in, in the grand scheme of the club, he's been here half hour, mm. 15 minutes. He can't, you know, Mickey Droy, big Mickey Droy. It, you know, Dan has to well, jump for a little Mickey Troy. Well, he didn't have to. He didn't have to jump for an header. <laughs> was just. It's a. This is different times of different players. But if Dan's the best that we got at the moment, you know, it, it, then he's the best we got at the moment. But people need to look back and we got a bloody oh, history. Price. He, he um. He appeared in Steve Parrish's all-time best eleven. Scott Dan. You know, obviously Parrish has been watching the club. Parrish's not here. I haven't. <laughs> is that is that a factor? Yeah, well, it, well, it, it, it doesn't matter. Everyone's got an opinion on football, haven't yeah. they? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, I, well, no, not, not, not for not for me. Like, we've had loads of players better, but just you know, I should have done a bit more homework and I could have just gone <laughs> right away through the for the thirty odd years I've been watching. He's a very good player, but he, yeah. you know. Well, we're talking all-time 25-man squad. We're probably going to have maybe three or four centre backs in it. So for you, he wouldn't be one of them, no. Um, but you're, just, you're just being gel. You're just being gel. Like everyone knows that he is one of our best ever centre halves. Like no, in the top, he's, he's probably he's in the point. top four centre. He's probably in the top four centre halves. Alex, like I said, how is, earlier, how is he not? I asked you how old you were. You said nine. Nineteen. 
You're no, a no, child. No, 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 no. You're a child. I'm 48. I've seen much more football than you. All right, the finish is the best player on the team. Shush, shush. Probably ever. Shush, shush. Right, just say. He's the best player on the best Palace team ever. So... Really? What, the 1990 side? Actually, you've you got to think, can you think of, if, if Chris is saying there are going to be four centre-backs in our squad of 25, can you think of four better players than Scott Dan? This is for anybody. Some of the 70-year-olds that played out against players like George Best, who shackled George Best that yeah. night, smashed them five. No, Dennis, just, just Dennis Law. Well, yeah, I could say... You could turn around and say that. I mean, the only one who's really come from, from the older era so far in the voting, but like I say, there's plenty. There'll be three more chances to get centre-backs in um, after today. Uh, but the only one who's really come from a, from a sort of particularly a much older era is Jim Cannon, obviously. He's uh, a legend at the club and the all-time uh, record appearance holder. Um, you know, so you know, that's, that's as far back as the, the list has gone. So hopefully get, get some more people involved. By all means, get in touch with us other ways and let us know for, for, for the future. We won't be doing centre-backs uh, next week, I don't think, uh, but we'll be doing another position. But I say there'll be three more chances to do that. But you've heard everyone's views on um, on whether or not um, to to put Scott Dan in there. Um, we've actually got a, a message from from Peter who runs Homesdale.net. If you go to Homesdale, uh, we'll put a link. We'll put it into Acast. Yeah, don't don't it now. I was going to read that. No, I'm going to do it now. Now I've done it because I think it'd be funny. It's <laughs> Homesdale.net slash page.php question mark. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, HTTP. Colon. Sorry, you're right. I did. I'll slow it down. Why don't, why don't we just? No, no, http colon forward slash forward slash www.homesdale.net slash page.php question mark id equals 164 and sign pos equals 2. Right? That's pretty snappy. I think you've got that. That's ampersand rather than and because people might use plus. Oh, shit. So where is it 164 and os? It might be 164 ampersand. So there is a long list. Danny Butterfield scored a hat trick, left foot, right foot, header. Not a centre back. Centre back. Well, a defender. I'm just saying. Just well, don't change the rules anyway, of the game. Shall, <laughs> you know, we had a. I, I need to know Wait. where this guy because I, I, I got a feeling I, as a Palace player, I wouldn't have liked him. But his name was Stan Shelton. I need to. 1928 to 1932. There we go. Times. How about, how about Do you remember that, Patrick? Fitz Hall. Wow. They call him one size, don't they? John, John McCormick. John McCormick, because uh, I, 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 I never saw him. And whenever people reference him, Patrick, I always think of John McCrick, the, the racing commentator with giant sideburns. What about Gareth Southgate? Leon, Leon Court. Gareth Southgate. Southgate. Yeah, Southgate's in the list, but he wasn't one of the most popular choices for this week. So we'll see that. But of course, Southgate played midfield for us more often than not. Gareth Gill that I went to school with, isn't it? Did he? He, uh, he was at the same school as me, Southgate. Oh, his wife went to the same yeah. school. Private school. It wasn't a private school. No, he's a Crawley boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you heard his accent? Maybe. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few. I'm a dad done there, though, mate. If he went to private school, no, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> it's a Hazewick, mate. I don't talk about you. <laughs> oh me, oi. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. At first, Alex, now you. Uh, Chris Allen's got in touch. Uh, who knows everything, by the way, Chris Allen, about uh, Palace. He said, you're talking centre-backs, so now about Alan Stevenson. Well, let's hope Alan uh, Stevenson gets a vote, enough votes uh, in one of the future uh, shows. But anyway, I think it's time for us to give our in or bins. I think we've got... Uh, Mikey, you're going to have to be in charge for jingles for this. You're going to have to help me out here. Um, but I... 
<laughs> I am going to go with um, I'm going to go with in, of course, for Scott Dan. I think this is going to be quite a familiar theme. Uh, listeners have voted in as well. Alex, in jail's laughing already. Yeah, I know. Patrick, in. Nick, bin. Really? Wow! I can think of four better players than him. No, you can't. Okay, same for you, Joe, is it? Bin, bin, out. There you go, you've got two bins and, uh, and four in. Generation games. It is, it's, we, have, we have become, we've just become everything I hate, man. Rudy, <laughs> Rudy Hedman. Rudy Hedman. Rudy Hedman. I'm ending this feature immediately. Um, listen, uh, keep, keep, keep an eye out. We'll be doing this every week for a new position. Uh, make sure you keep engaged with us on Twitter, and we'll make sure we uh, also offer you the chance on Homestead on it and on the BBS in our thread there to get some votes in. Uh, and obviously contact the show any way you like, really, or just message one of us. So if you see us about, just tell us in the street. It's fine. We love it. Uh, but yeah, we're planning more to come. Not abusive. Yeah, no, no, don't get abusive. You know, especially if I look like I've had a little bit too much to drink. Which, Which is pre- the time. Yeah, it's pretty much every single time. <laughs> yeah. um, but just just for the sake of it, I'm going to play the uh, the um, the jingle again to end it. Like it's like a bookend, like a professional. The all-time Palace twenty-five man squad. Tweet us your suggestions, and we'll choose in or bin. Um, and I'll wait, I'll wait for Mikey to tell us um, who we can, what position we're going to pick or maybe announce that before the end of the show. Um, OK, just to finish off uh, the show, we, we literally should have finished in a minute's time, but we're going to overrun a fraction, as we often do. Um, we've, we've going to talk just a little bit about the final um, against Sporting Lisbon in the Cape Town Cup today. Palace, of course, losing 2-0. Freddie Montero with both the goals in the second half came on as a 70-minute sub. Scored pretty much straight away. Free kick that sort of came off McCarthy in the post and ended up in the net. A little bit unlucky there. Uh, but like we said, Joe, we thought maybe uh, I thought maybe he saw the post and, and sort of stopped his dive a little bit short. Uh, a little bit worried about that. But there we go. Um, I think in the end of the game, we were chasing it a bit and exposed with a lack of pace. Um, Slimani sort of broke through and then not the combination of him and Joe Ward knocked the ball to one side and Montero just sort of lifted it in over over um, McCarthy. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it is worth noting that Rui Patricio made some top saves. Uh, Jordan Much very early, early on drilled the ball from outside the area towards the bottom corner and it was a really good strong-handed save. Uh, James McCarthy had quite a close-range shot that Patricio tipped over and Scott Dan had a brilliant downward header into the corner that was again brilliantly saved by by Patricio is really impressive, but um, I think overall Sporting were probably the better side. They did deserve the win, and for me, I think Palace looked like they needed a few more games. And I, d- I definitely think we missed the width with not having Velassi or Zaha there. Um, I think that was a bit of a shame, really. Uh, so yeah, um, I've been distracted by Stan Charlton there. Uh, anyway, um, so. Thoughts from me again. Much looked decent. We talked about much earlier on. What do we think about Glenn Murray? And I think we must start with Alex on that. What do you think about Glenn today? Uh, I thought he was right. I, I, I don't think he had much, uh, much of the ball really to kind of make a judgment. I think he kind of he ran the channels a bit more today than than he usually would. And again, I think that's something to do with kind of lack of width and. We always get the best out of Glenn when you've got players like Wilfram Balassi who know that they can just hit him every single time and he'll be there in his presence. Today we didn't really have that. It was kind of a bit intricate in and around him. Um, I don't think he was brilliant, but I don't think he had a bad game. No, no, I didn't. No, not at all. Um, 
Okay, uh, I don't know. For me, I, I was a bit worried that not to say, I wanted to see a start with Bamford so I could make a proper judgment on him, to be honest. And that's not a reflection on, on Murray at all. Um, mm. But I, I just thought it was crying out just to see what he could what he could do for us. Um, who knows? Maybe a bit of a bit of fitness there or something like that um, that, that Glenn needs that, that Bamford perhaps doesn't because he's a younger lad. I don't I don't really know, but. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fair, flair reflection, uh, fair reflection on Murray. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you about Gale. Played out on the wide left. Uh, how do you think he got on? Well, same as he plays every single other time when he plays out on the wide left. He just did okay. He just mm. runs his bits off and then just, you know, he's, a, he's an off-the-shoulder forward. It's exactly what he is. He, you know, if you, if you do that, every now and then he'll pick, it, he'll pick the ball up like he did at Villa moons and moons ago um, and run past everyone and smack it in the top corner we know he can hit a free kick well apart from those ones today I was going to say the ones um, he um, delivery yeah, they're, cross, they're crosses aren't they when he needs yeah, to shoot yeah. we, all, we all know what he's all about he exactly just, yeah. um, hopefully he'll get his chance to do what he to, to do what he wants but uh, who's, your, who's your man in the match today um, oh, I struggled a little bit to be honest to pick one yeah, I think we all did um, I think everyone had some good spells much had a, you know it's quite a a good period in the game. Um, I thought, you know, when he came off the bench, Lee looked decent. Um, I don't know, Punchin was in and out of the game, wasn't he? Um, let's, let's talk about him, I guess. Uh, I, I don't like him out wide. I've said that before, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I think, you know, when he gets on the ball, he's still decent, but he's just, he's just out of the game too much for me. He needs to be in the middle to, sort of, to t- dictate things. What, did, what did you reckon? Can't do that, though, can he? Because they have big signings playing now. So where, so where does he play? I, I, I want to see him ahead of uh, ahead of the pitch in, in where Much is playing. I want to see him, um, and, and I want to see Kabai just in behind him. And I want the two to link up. Really, what, four three two one one. Yeah, effectively. So, yeah. Don't know. Don't know. You're not sure. You think? Do you think maybe? Well, do you see it as maybe seeing Punch and you know not being in the team every week if Kabai's about? Well, yeah. If, if we're getting squad players, then then yes. Mm. Yeah. What, be, he'd be else? a good cup, cup player for us, wouldn't he? Well, okay. There you go. Just started. started. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. Uh, First show of the season. Uh, Patrick, you better answer that. Did he say 4-2-3-1-1? Uh, yeah, is that more players? That's 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 yeah, I'm doing a map with my fingers. That's too many That's too many players. <laughs> that's the secret. If it is, that. if we can play 12. Well, well you've only got then, 10 fingers, Patrick. You've got 10 fingers. Listen, going back to what Alex was saying, um, um, if you put Jedi behind Kabai and Punchin, there's no problem uh, getting Punchin and uh, Kabai playing central. And you've got Wilf and um, uh, Yannick playing wide with, uh, I don't know, you play up front. I would play Bamford for now because he's obviously BB. You could play Murray up front. That'd be a no problem. So, I mean. Shamak. What about MacArthur? You know what? This, again, this is the thing. We have a wonderful squad. And I'm not really concerned about who plays as long as we win. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be. It's part of this problem, but listen, it's a great problem to have. Listen, we've never had a problem ever in the history of Crystal Palace that we've had so many good players. I mean, today we had Leek off the bench. We had uh, Wilson off the bench. We had Bantam off the bench. Imagine that bench last year. I mean, um, it's, it's great to have these kind of options. So, for me, it's gonna, it's, this is what preseason is about, figuring out who he's going to play. But, again, I think that, the, honestly, the biggest problem is going to be the goodbye punching issue. Because I'm, I'm with Chris, you can't play punching out wide, barring an injury to either Wolf or Yannick. I know that yeah, uh, Yannick yeah, yeah. is hurt. But, um, or selling Yannick, but I mean, but right now, I mean, Kabai or Puncher. I love Puncher. Was so good last year in that position, and I think Kabai can play there probably better than he did it. So I mean, it's it's a it's, it's going to be a great uh, 
problems I have, but like I said, it's not my problem. I'm just a supporter. <laughs> That's a cop out. Really? I, you know, I this is this is a, a tricky one for me. What I what I like about it is that it. Um, it are you going a bit west country? You keep, what, what are you like? Really? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm a little bit under the weather today, mate. To be honest with you, so maybe it's maybe I'll go west country when I'm slightly ill. I'm not sure, but <laughs> anyway, I, I do think that. Um, this is absolutely guaranteed to to keep people on their toes. Pro- I mean, properly on their toes. Can you imagine the pressure? Whoever That's starts yeah. that first game against Norwich, whoever starts, pretty much every single one of them will know. Well, certainly in the midfield, and, and, and you know, you talk about up front as well, are going to know that some you know there's someone just waiting there who could yeah. easily take their place. So you've got to give everything, and that I mean. That's. I think that's going to be good for certainly someone like Punchin. Punchin, when he's pushed and when he's on his on, on his game, you know, he's, he's one of the best players in our team, he, if not the best player in our team. But when he's, you know, when it's like again preseason friendlies, he's played within himself for me, and that's. that's I just think that's the character he is, and it's not a criticism so much. I don't. I, I don't think. I just think he needs. He needs to be pushed continuously. He needs to be under pressure, to to properly enjoy his football and to and to get the best out of himself. So. It's, I find it. I find it really interesting to see what that, what Pardew's going to do. Um, my only slight in the back of my mind, I've got this slight worry that we're going to try and change the system too much and potentially look to play without width. And I, do you know the player I fear for getting game time the most at the moment is Wilf. Um, mm. I could just see him missing out on punch and starting right at the start of the well, season. Pardew said, to be fair, he said there wasn't enough width today, didn't he? That was something he yeah. said in his post-match. So. Yeah. But I remember him saying when he first came into Palace, he spoke about the wide players, didn't he? Do you remember he said that's yeah. one of the appeals that he remembers is kind of wide players? So, I don't know. I don't want him to get away from there. And I saw the system today and I just thought he's looking at a system where we don't have width. And it might just be that he's looking for something that will work when we don't have the, the wingers fit, we don't have them available. That's what pre-season's for, isn't it, right? You know, That's what, why you're doing it. But I just had this little worry that if we're going to look to play that way, because you've obviously seen him play Balassi inside before. You know, If we don't go out and get a striker, is he going to use Balassi up there again? You know, And Wilf, Wilf can play central as well, if, if asked. And you just, I bloody I just, hope not. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what I was thinking as well. I really, really hope he doesn't try and do it. But these are the sort of things that unfold as the season goes, and obviously, really excited that we're getting back into things. We've um, obviously it's not it's a bit difficult to review the game. It's a bit bit raw, and it, and it is only a friendly. I don't want to overstate it. But um, let's um, let's have a little break now. We'll be listening to your the the, the well the best of potentially all. I'm not sure, but the, at least the very best of your four word reviews. Awesome silence. <laughs> I was really hoping because I couldn't find them. I was really hoping Mikey was there, ready and waiting to play them for me. He's saying, "Press." Day started well, faded, unfit. Ben, CPFC West. We were absolute wank. Alex, the <sighs> Lions. Waste of my time. Crystal Coda, need our wingers fit. Andy Burton, it was a friendly. Full stops in between everything, isn't it? Alex, Cole Mortimer, it's a friendly. Chill. That's yeah. why. My mic's not working. That's why. They're working now. <laughs> I thought I was saying it and I was getting so confused. Patrick, yeah. Patrick, McCarthy sure. has short arms. 
Oh, did I really say it? Indeed I did. Patrick O'Connor. <laughs> Not bothered at all. James, we don't do finals. <laughs> David Lisa Jones. It was a friendly. Yeah, he needs to stop shouting. No. Uh, Dan Sopley. From, uh, oh, yeah. Sporting Club, my arse. <laughs> <laughs> Selhurst under the lights. Hurry up, season start. There's not, there's not a the. It's Selhurst under lights. Ian Lyons, again, missing quality from wing. James Hirschfield, one step too far. Reggie Blitz, we're going down. Panic. <laughs> Review the game next week by tweeting hashtag forward review to add whole radio. <laughs> well, I don't know where Mikey found that music from, but it's <laughs> slightly too loud as well, but good stuff. Oh, I, I have forgot that Mikey actually has a microphone. He, he hasn't used it yet to call me any names. Actually, Mikey, are you there? Are you, you going to speak to us? Can't. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, no. oh my god! Oh my god! Right, right, right. Okay, can I apologise to anyone who heard that? It was—it's not even past at nine o'clock. Seriously, that is bad. That will be bleeped by Mikey for the podcast. Um, wow, just wow. <laughs> Uh, I'm Take sorry. About that, you know we keep him locked up in a cage. <laughs> yeah, that is why he hasn't had a microphone. As soon as you take oh, that gag out of his mouth, mate. Unbelievable. Just, just absolutely. The thing is, he's, that is the third time he's spoken on Homestay Radio. No, fourth time he's spoken on Homestay Radio. And three of them have included that word. When he, didn't he prank call us? <laughs> he has prank called us before, yes. Yeah. Um, the only time he didn't swear was when he was pretending to be at the QPR game reporting, but he was putting on a stupid voice. But all the other times, he's essentially called up to verbally abuse us. That, that is the producer and creator of Homesdale Radio who does that. Just so you know. That guy, honestly. Anyway, that that is effect. That's the end of the, sh- the show. I hope you enjoyed us being back. We've uh, which obviously take us a while to get back into things. It's still a bit pre-season for us. But I um, hope you liked all the changes that we've made and the, and the new feature that we spent a long, long time arguing about. It's <laughs> um, just couldn't quite get it for a while. But I'm all right about it now. Um, but, jo- gents, before we go, obviously, you know, Let's, let's just have a nice, relaxed chat about how we, um, how we think the season's shaping up and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we can talk about how we think the show went as well. Um, but, I, I mean... I, I, cool. I have an idea, just very quickly. I know we're running out of time. Mm. If we all just say where we think we're going to finish this year. That's a good shout. 12th, me. 12th? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, bit of a, you know, that's a bit of a negative, a bit of a little a drop. Oh, but, not, um, it's going to no, be... It's, it's, not, no, it's, a, it's a £200 million pound 12th. Mm. No, it would be, be a good, it would be a good thing. But I like progression. Me, uh, Alex, what do you think? Don't ask me this question because I, I always do this every year. I start out negative, and if we manage to beat that, I'm pleased. So I was, I'm going to say fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Interesting, uh, Patrick. Eighth. Eighth. There's a yeah. there's a good man. Wow. I oh, um, well, I'll tell you why. Because um, Paddy said today we can beat any, we can beat anybody outside the top four. So I was going to say fifth then, obviously, it would make sense. But then I said, nah, I'd be a little bit more conservative and say eighth. Mm, okay. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Fourth. Fourth? <laughs> <laughs> and I also think 
<laughs> that whether we'll end up in prison if we let Mikey have a mic again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mikey, where do you think we'll finish uh, at the end of the season? Oh, can we just tape this? Uh, we are taping. It's a podcast. It goes out. Oh, <laughs> we just ask him afterwards. <laughs> oh, Go on, Mikey. What do you think? Um, ninth. Ninth. Yeah, ninth. Right, okay. Congratulations. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, it. that's enough. I managed not to swear again. That's, that's good. Um, I'm going to say honestly. Um, I think. Oh, I nearly said. I nearly said you six. You said six. Then, big, didn't you? Yeah, big, yeah. Big, 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 big. Then, I, then I got doubt. I got doubt in my mind. Um, I'll be happy. Nice. Be happy anywhere above ten. I honestly think if we get to the two more players in that we're talking about, the quality they've been linked. Sixth from game six. But that's expectation for you, and that's setting you. Wow. It's like Alex says. If you set yourself that kind of expectation you know you do you do set yourself up for disappointment really, don't Chris you? I've learnt in life I've learnt in life always to I'm 19 uh, don't give me a because... life lesson life <laughs> lesson <laughs> <laughs> don't know anything you know nothing at all no, about nothing, life boy. nothing <laughs> stop <thing. But>, <sighs> anyway <laughs> there we go what better way to end the show than to shout at a teenager that he knows nothing about life <sighs> Thank you. To, uh, How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you'll understand when you're my age. <laughs> what other yeah, said exactly the same. I did. I did. Every, I really. Every one of us has said the same thing that you're saying now, Alex. And then when we look back, we realise that we were we were we were so wrong, Alex. So just we accept you're wrong. wrong Seriously, I'm telling you, 30, 30 years time. <laughs> trust me, Alex. Trust if I'm still me, alive. Man. You just worry about why, why, do you remember like, do you remember yourself at 19? What an idiot, what an idiot I was. Everyone, oh. I've got the good old days, let me tell you. I was a dad at 19. Who were you? Yeah. Bloody hell. Mm, Or nearly, 20. So you weren't 19, so you just lied. There we go. There you go. But you know that you know the old saying, youth youth is wasted on the young. It's uh, it's never more true than that. So thank you for listening to Home Star Radio. <laughs> um, thank you to Mikey for producing today. Thank you to Alex, Gel, Patrick, and Nick for joining us. I've been Chris Hambling, and we'll see you again next week. See ya. Seriously, mixed up fruit. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.